God wants to impart to you such strong faith that you are going to go and be that light where the enemy was trying to put deception. Glory, there it is. Glory, there it is. Power of God by his finger right now. Be healed and be restored in Jesus' name. Your son will walk. We cancel every word curse that he will never walk. This is incredible, church. He has not walked since he was one years old. Did he ever walk? No, because he was one when he got meningitis. He's doing this all on his own. Look at his face. He's like, oh, Jesus. He barely started to walk, and then he got meningitis, and that was it from one years old. How old is he? 30 years. Wow. Wow. Thank you. He will complete what he has begun in you, Miguel. He says, I will complete that work that I've begun in you. Greater is God in you, Miguel, than this attack, this assignment that's come against your life. Don't follow the, the world, but follow the word. The word says in Romans 1, 28, it says, professing to be wise, they became as fools. God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting. In other words, the things that ought not to be done. And a debased mind is a reprobate mind. It's, a, it's an immoral mind. It's a depraved mind. It's a, it's a mind that, like a debauched mind. Isaac Simmons, also known as Miss Pentecost. Anyone heard of this man? No. Also known as Miss Pentecost is a drag queen pastor at a United Methodist Church in Illinois. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What never, at one point, would have never been even tolerated is being tolerated now, is being accepted in certain circles, being praised even, even being praised. It's horrendous. But we are in the last days. We are in the last days, and we need to understand the times that we live in. Issachar understood the times that they lived in and that tribe. They understood the time. They also knew what to do with, with what they were in. They had wisdom to walk in and through. Because God will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will never leave you without answers, no matter how dark dark seems. These are all things that the Bible has already told us are going to happen. So Isaac Simmons is his name, but he goes as Miss Pentecost. What a mockery. What a mockery. A drag queen pastor in a United Methodist Church in Illinois. In a video, a man dressed in, a, in priestly garments, then Miss Pentecost right there in full-blown outfit, transvestite outfit, talking to two young adolescent girls. I mean, they were, may have been about 12 years old or so. They were, they were right up at the church altar, and they were having a conversation with these two girls sitting right there on the altar, this priest dressed in priestly garments, and this, um, this drag queen pastor. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about Romans 12 too. And, but the only problem is the distortion and the perversion that they were using in defining and describing and, under, and, and explaining what Romans 12.2 meant. 
And so this priest says to the girls, what I love about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us we are to follow a God that tells us not to conform to the things of the world. Right? But to transform our minds. You're just going, wait, wait, what perversion is this? Like what? And then he says, we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and to grow and to continue to change into something new. What I think today may have to change tomorrow. End of quote. That is exactly what this individual said. This is perversion. This is, this is horrendous. This is blaspheming our Lord. It's not just in California. It's all over. This is, I'm referring to someplace in Illinois. Well, let's, first of all, let's look at Romans 12, 2, and let's see what it actually does say and what it means. Romans 12, 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. We are to have our minds, you know, not conformed to the world, but to be transformed to the word to the word of God that does not change. I, the Lord, your God, do not change. That is what his word says. He says, I do not change. Malachi 3.9. And we know that the word is consistent. So they were taking the scripture and they were using the scripture, but they were misquoting it grossly. They were grossly misquoting this scripture and making it fit their agenda. We are living in the last days and we need to understand just because someone puts a chapter and verse on it just because someone uses a scripture don't just listen and believe everything you hear as i've told you we need to be bereans and be studying the word of god for ourselves including the things that you hear from this pulpit and any pulpit and anything you listen to online be a berean study the word for yourself Test the spirits for yourself to see if they be true. So do not be conformed to this world. Conformed means to press into a mold. Do not be allowed, don't allow yourself to be pressed into a mold. To, be, to, to take the shape of something that is pre-described and predetermined that is not of God. That is what conformed means. They are taking the minds of our youths and they're trying to conform them to their agenda. And it is very, very well strategized, their plan. But it's a strong delusion. And you look at some of this and you're just going, am I really seeing this? Am I really hearing this? That is how wicked, that is how dark. But you know the world, and the word says, that things are still going to get darker. It doesn't leave us hopeless because the hope of God in us is far, far greater than anything the enemy can do. But we have to understand the times that we live in because we cannot be taken. We cannot be taken by it even in our own emotions and feel at all fear or hopelessness or like just 
We have the answers. Never forget that. Never forget that. But yet there is a strong delusion. And so 2 Thessalonians 2, 11, this, For this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. That's 2 Thessalonians 2, 11. 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 it says, because they refuse the love of God, the love of truth, that would have saved them. So I'm going to read them to you together, but this time we're going to start at 10. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. It says, and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of truth, that they might be saved, rejecting the truth. Re, there, many are rejecting the love of God, the truth. The Bible says, for this reason, this is the reason. For this reason, God will send them strong delusions. That means greatly deceived. Strong delusions that they should believe a lie. That, in verse 12, that they, may, that they may all be condemned who do not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's pretty strong, isn't it? Okay, but this is the word of God. This is the truth. So, lest you think it is just Illinois or even the things you hear about California, I, I, then I, I heard and I, I looked this up. South Carolina, a Lutheran church, had an event called Drag Me to Church. Some of you may have heard that. Drag me, drag, drag queen. Drag me to church. The flyer had on it, a full-blown transvestite in the drag queen attire that was going to lead worship and bring the message. And people went, and people listened, and people were deceived, and this perversion was just spewed upon all of them in the name of God? I think not. Little g. A God, just not the God Almighty. Strong delusion. Yes, we are living in the last days. Second Timothy, turn your Bibles to Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. We read this before, but I'm going to read it again. In the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. In, in, when I was looking up this, when I was looking this thing up, I literally, Miss Pentecost, I literally heard this man, dressed as this woman, talk all about why she's called Miss Pentecost, why he's called Miss Pentecost, because of the day of Pentecost. Literally, it's a mockery. Acts chapter 2. Like, this should get somebody upset. You know, there's a righteous anger, church. Don't tolerate things that are not tolerable, that God says they're, 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 it's a despicable thing. It's actually an abomination, you know, and, and God says it's, it's detestable, detestable. We have to stand for truth. We have to know the truth. Why am I making this point? Because our children and some of our kids and certainly the youth, okay, of this generation are being told 
a bunch of lies, even in churches, some, right? Even in churches, obviously they go to some schools and they're, they're given a whole bunch of lies there. But if even in the pulpit, they're twisting scriptures, even to this point, we have to know the truth because, and we need to be able to speak the truth because there are, there's so much deception and God says, I'm using you. We need to be awake. So drag queens, because even though, you know, you think, why does she have to make this so such a point and go over it because we have to in our culture they're trying to lessen the standard they're trying to change things so if God's church doesn't rise up and speak truth if God's church is not is not equipped to open your mouth and speak then you're gonna then 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 culture and social media and and the pressures of society cause even good meaning people right to be quiet and that's all it takes is for God God's people to be quiet when they shouldn't be quiet because they have a lack of confidence because they feel like they're in the minority. What is pressure? You you know you have that pressure. You're being squeezed. So don't say anything. You want to you don't want you want to seem you don't want to seem like a hater, so you don't say anything. But except for that we're supposed to hate sin. We're supposed to love people but hate sin. Let, let's um so here Drag queens are transvestites. News, I know, probably not, but it needs to be said. And it is forbidden according to the word of God. Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. This is what the word of God says. It says, a woman shall not wear a man's clothing, nor shall a man put on woman's clothing. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. Male and female, they are to honor the dignity of their own sex and not adapt the appearance of the other. We are not called to adapt the appearance of another. And you've seen it. You'll see that spirit on somebody. You'll be walking in the store. You'll just be moving on by. You'll be in a school building and you'll see it. You'll see the spirit. You'll see that spirit. It may not be full-blown yet, but you see the spirit. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Because there's a delusion. Because there's a strong delusion. Well, what are you doing when you see that, that, that spirit on that individual? You don't even know them. They're just walking by. You have faith and you have authority and don't have the mindset of, well, I don't know who they are and they don't belong to me. And it does, you know, I'm, hmm, I don't know. And just have, you have faith. You have authority. You have the spirit of God. You should be opening up your mouth. You should be saying, I bind that spirit of of homosexuality or, or this transvestitism off of them, that spirit of perversion. I command that spirit of perversion to loosen off of them. You should be saying that. They may have parents that don't even know how to do this. They may not have somebody in their life, but God had them walk by your path. It's not just for you and your own. It's for everyone that comes by your path. And unfortunately, that's a lot of people nowadays. Because you can't go into in too many places without seeing something that you know is not of God. And they're very out in the open with it. And it's all accepted in their peer circle. It's all accepted. And then a lot of Christians are just silent because it's not their child. It's not their, they don't know them. But can we please stop doing that and actually have the heart of God for that individual? Can we please stop doing that and have the heart of God for that individual? because maybe they were your assignment. You go, but what is that gonna do? They're gonna go right back into it. It's a spirit we're dealing with. It's a demon that we're dealing with. Either you have all authority or you don't. And the word says that you do. 
So therefore, you do have it, but are you going to walk in? Are you going to embrace what God says you, is yours? All authority over darkness, over evil. You're going to trample upon snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing's going to harm you when you know you're walking, calling Christ. I'm not hopeless. I'm very passionate about this. I'm not hopeless at all. Oh, I know we're victors. I know. But if you think that we're okay with looking at this and just turning the other cheek and just, you know, just turning a blind eye to it, that grieves the heart of God. Because again, I'm going to tell you, that is somebody's loved one. That is somebody's loved one, you know. And I don't care what they say. I know a lot of families that have just, well, since we can't, you can't beat them, so you might as well join them. Mentality, we're just going to embrace this, this new lifestyle because, you know, couldn't, couldn't beat them, so we're going to, we couldn't beat it out of them, so we're just going to embrace it. You guys, a lie, a deception. You love the individual, but you can't tolerate what God says is not to be tolerated. It's actually an abomination. So I read to you about transvestites that it is forbidden what does the word of god say in deuteronomy 22 and in verse 5 that it's an abomination oh you tell this to certain people that are very liberal and it's like the demons stand up on their backs so you can see it you say it's an abomination i mean, just use the word just use the word abomination it's like every demon in them starts to crawl out of their skin Maybe you need to use the, maybe we need to use that word more often because it needs to crawl out of their skin and actually come out of their skin. Yeah. Homosexuality as well. It's all one and the same. It's all kind of in the same camp, even if it's not identical. It's the same perverted spirit. It's an abomination. Leviticus 18, 22 says, you shall not sleep with the male as one sleeps with the female. It is an abomination. God calls it an abomination. We are living in the beginning of the great apostasy. Now, some of you are going, wow, this message is getting more and more depressing as she goes. No, it's not. No, not at all. It's actually, it's actually good for you that I speak this. It's actually good for all of us that we hear what the word of God says and go, you know what? Wow, I'm prepared. The word of God has prepared us. We're not caught off guard. Yeah, and it gives you courage. But the... The, the great apostasy, and apostasy, first of all, is the falling away. Okay, It's the beginning of. You might say, no, it's horrible already. No, no, hold your seat. <laughs> no. But it is the beginning. And so of the falling away, of the abandoning of the faith, of a massive rebellion against God and against authority, the 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 um, apostasy, the rebellion, the falling away is all towards God. Remember this, Satan hates God. The reason Satan and the devil comes after you is because you stand for Christ. And because you stand for Christ, therefore he hates you. Okay? And for some of you, your walk is so on fire for the Lord without compromise, but it's not the same in some of your loved ones. And so you see the effects in some of your loved ones, uh, wherever there may be a weak link, 
wherever there may be an open door, then the attack comes. But that doesn't mean you shrink back and you're not as strong and you're not as bold. It just means you rise up in more fire and more strength and you not only destroy the demons affecting your son or daughter, but you go on the attack for every son and every daughter and every child, every grandchild that is under this spell of deception. Just means you go forward even more. That's what that means. Because I have heard people say, well, I was in a deliverance, I did this deliverance, and then, and it was wonderful, it was beautiful, they got delivered, but then I went home and my child, my son, my daughter, they ended up getting attacked, and it took such a long time to get this individual free of the attack. And so they were, sometimes it could be, it could bring fear in the individual that's walking in faith. Well, I'm telling you, no, uh-uh. in the name of Jesus, you have to say, oh, that's my battle to conquer. You don't even think about touching one of my loved ones. While you're doing the work of God, you bind up those demons and you go and you decapitate them in the name of Jesus. Amen? Come on, what did David do? He took the enemy's own sword and said, really? I'm going to use your own weapons against you and you're dead now. So that's the kind of faith we need to have. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and verse 4. It says, let no one deceive you by any means. Now, this is why I'm bringing this up. Let no one deceive you. Be why? Because I think you're going to be deceived. No, most likely not. But the people that God has for you to, to minister to, to be an example to, many are being deceived. But God wants to impart to you such strong faith that you are going to go and be that light where the enemy was trying to put deception. So let no one deceive you. By any means, say it again, say it out loud. Let no one deceive you by any means. Then it says, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. We're talking about, we're talking about the great apostasy, okay? The man of sin is revealed until the man of sin, the son of perdition. This is the Antichrist, referring to the Antichrist. Verse 4, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, this is what the Antichrist is going to do. Oppose everything that God stands for. As a matter of fact, the Antichrist will call himself God and he will demand worship. Are we there yet? No, we're not. We are not there yet. We're in things that look like it's there, but we're not there yet. People go, oh, is the end of, you know, is it tomorrow, the end of the time? You know, no, there are things that still need to be fulfilled in the biblical calendar. Dark is dark, but it's not over. There is plenty of work to do, and there is time to do it. We just can't be apathetical about the time that is given to us. We must realize that people die every day in sin, and it cannot be if that person was your assignment. So he will call himself God, this Antichrist spirit. This is the direction, okay? The, it's all laid out in the Bible. He will demand worship. Reminds me of Nebuchadnezzar where worship was demanded but it also reminds me of Daniel of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego it also reminds me of valiant warrior people that would not bow no matter no matter how dark no matter what type of an antichrist spirit was at work so we get to be bold 
and strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6.10 says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Things that, you're re that we read and we're going through right now should not cause fear. It should cause strength. It should cause strength because when you know, you are empowered. So, again, about the son of perdition that we just got done reading in 2 Thessalonians 2 and in verse 3. He will sit in the temple that will be rebuilt in Jerusalem. These are the signs, you know, talking about one world you know, government and one world order and one currency. And we can see if you look at, if you, if you look at any of, you know, different other countries and such, you can see the movement of going in that direction. It's not here yet, but you can see the movement of going in that direction. There are still things that need to be done. The temple still does need to be rebuilt, but we know that there are already plans. We know that there are also, also um, preparing some of the items in that are going to be in that temple, they're going to have sacrifices again, human sacrifices again. This is what it's leading up to. So we know we're not there, but we know the direction of what is to come. How many of you guys are with me? You're following. You, you know this. This is not new news, right? This is, shouldn't be new news if you have read even just the New Testament, you know, and you've studied the New Testament. But if it is, then that's okay. Let today be a day where, where you know, you're adding to your learning. It's important. We come to church so we can hear the word and study it and really, and leave with a greater understanding of where we are in the biblical calendar, knowing that God has not left us, God has equipped us, but you need to know what's up ahead so that you can fight with the full armor of God, and not just for yourself, but for others. Proverbs 16 and 18, and then we're, we're not done with this section, but it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall, right? Pride. Pride. Isn't it interesting? They have pride, uh, pride month. They have pride, what, parades? Yeah, yeah, you know, but pride goes before, <laughs> pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. So, know your word so that we so that our swords stay sharp let's look at um, still second thessalonians chapter 2 but go down to verse 7 he says for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way that's talking about the holy spirit the holy spirit restrains like there are people that restrains evil. So in other words, the full blown evil is actually not even allowed to be at work yet because we have the Holy Spirit. Thank God. The Holy Spirit brings conviction and he empowers us, the church, to do right, to walk right. Verse seven, he who now restrains will, will do so until he is taken out of the way and then once the Holy Spirit is removed. And then, look at 8, verse 8. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The brightness of his coming. Not only the rapture, but then the second coming and then, and then reigning with him. Yes. Continue to study this so that you have confident faith that's backed up by the word as to where you are where we are 
in the word, in the times, in our day, according to the biblical calendar and where we're going. There is an open heaven over my church, but that doesn't mean wickedness is not abounding out there.